Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to the show, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on this dark and gray Wednesday night. Been dark and gray all day here in Houston. A lot of clouds. No rain, though. Just pretty much clouds. And um, as we approach April, the first Wednesday of April, excited to be here tonight. Got a lot to talk about, especially college basketball. Uh, as the Final Four is kicking off this weekend, we want to kind of recap some games from last weekend and, uh, and lead up to this weekend's games. Uh, We'll be kicking off the final four games with Auburn, Virginia, Texas Tech, believe it or not, made it, and Michigan State. But, uh, uh, you know, just kind of summing up the tournament thus far, uh, it's been exciting, been shocking. A lot of teams are not in it. Uh, my team has, has got knocked out. North Carolina Tar Heels, they lost. Uh, Duke lost. Uh, everyone had them a shoe in going to the – NCAA championship. So, uh, again, a lot of surprises. Uh, a lot of teams made it. Michigan State upsetting Duke uh, last week was a really close of the game, beating Duke 68-67. to Texas Tech, believe it or not, out of the Big 12, beat Gonzaga, uh, winning that game 75-69. to Kentucky got beat by uh, uh, Auburn. At one point, Kentucky was the king of that Southeastern Conference uh, division, uh, then all of a sudden Auburn is starting to come alive and have a really good uh, basketball program as well, winning 77-71 in Virginia, my home state, born and raised in North of Virginia, Tidewater area. They're number one, number one seed coming in, beating Purdue 80-75. to So uh, kind of taking a step back, Virginia is in the south uh, region, and the teams that they beat to get to the Final Four originally was Garden, uh, uh, Garden Weber. Uh, then it was Oklahoma. Then it was uh, Oregon. Then Purdue to advance to the Final Four. Uh, started with Michigan State. You know they came out the East region. Michigan State beat Bradley first. Then they beat Minnesota, a really good team. Uh, then they upset and beat LSU, eighty to sixty-three. Then Michigan State went and knocked off the king of the hill. A lot of young, good talent on that Duke team. Zach Williamson is now, I want to say, his career is done at Duke. His career is definitely done now. He is moving forward and moving on to the next level, which is the NBA for him. And Michigan State knocked off Duke, sixty-eight. The 67, uh, Tom Izzo and that team is, man, I saw a highlight today, and it took me back to the Flintstone days. And, A-Rod, you could probably chime in a little bit. I know you like to come in on the second segment. But uh, Michigan State, uh, it's been 19 years since the Flintstones, since Mateen Cleaves and, and that whole run for the guys out of Flint, Michigan, uh, with Michigan State. And now Michigan State is back in the Final Four knocking off Duke 68-67. Uh, Going down to the West region, Texas Tech is one of the surprise uh, teams that's in the Final Four out of the West region. Uh, they came in this region. Well, they came into the tournament ranked number three, uh, knocking off Northern Kentucky, beating Buffalo. Uh, then they beat Michigan, upsetting Michigan 63-44. Uh, then knocking off Gonzaga. If you haven't watched Texas Tech basketball, the Red Raiders, they're a very exciting team. You're going to see them this weekend in the Final Four. Uh, really good guards, play some really outstanding, play some outstanding defense. Uh, uh, they're going to win. They won over Gonzaga 75-69. So they're in the Final Four. And wrapping up the Midwest region, you have Auburn over Kentucky. So Auburn, how they got to the Final Four, they beat Nor uh, New Mexico State. They end up beating Kansas, a uh, really good powerhouse team. That was a really good game. They beat Kansas 89-75. Uh, to 75. 
then they end up beating, let's see here, they beat Kentucky. No, no, excuse me. They knocked off my team, uh, North Carolina, 97-80. Then they end up beating Kentucky uh, in the Elite Eight, 77-71. So, um, which team I would think will prevail and make it to Monday night in, in the championship? I don't know. I'll, I'll give you more of that information a little bit down the road of the show. But uh, if a Rod's available, I want to get his thoughts on what do you think of the last four teams in the Final Four. If not, we can talk a little bit more in the next segment. So let's see here. Uh, bouncing back, bouncing back. Okay, let's talk back to North Carolina. So that North Carolina-Arvin game, uh, I was surprised. Obviously, that Auburn was able to attack North Carolina so fast and play the same pace or match the same energy that North Carolina normally brings throughout the game. Um, the fact that Auburn was able to match that energy and consistently stay ahead of the curve against North Carolina uh, really helped them out uh, against that offense attack, that North Carolina offense attack. Uh, I was surprised to see that, um, you know, at times, uh, Bruce Pearl is the head coach for Auburn. Used to be on ESPN. Now he's back coaching in the SEC. Really did a good job of of, of really matching that energy and, and going toe for toe against North Carolina in open space, uh, attacking North Carolina uh, defense. Uh, it's something hard. I mean, it's really hard to do, but seeing that. Uh, what what that matchup really helped them out. Uh, you know, Auburn is a team that I really slept on, to be honest with you. I mean, they average 80 points a game, really good rebounding team. Um, you know, and, and, and coming out of the SEC, it was mainly LSU. You definitely had Kentucky in the mix. Uh, you could add in Florida as well. But I slept on Auburn. I'm not going to lie about that, A-Rod. I slept on Auburn, and uh, they proved me wrong. They proved a lot of people wrong. The Tigers are in the Final Four. So yeah, the Tigers have been proving a, lot of people, proving a lot of people wrong uh, these last few years, actually, even with football, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with football, you know, uh, you know they're going to be competitive, especially late in the season when they play that Iron Bowl game against Alabama in, the, in that rivalry game. But uh, A-Rod, you chimed in. On, on Auburn, what you think about the other t- other three teams? What you think about Texas Tech, Virginia, or Michigan State making it to the final? Uh, well, I mean, it goes to show, I mean, those are the top four teams right there. They're going at it now to see who's going to be in the championship. And I think uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good combination. We got like what we got uh, Virginia number one, uh, Michigan State number two, and Texas Tech number three, and then Auburn number five. Like that, that, that's saying a lot right there. You know, they they worked hard. They they put in that that extra effort to get where they're at. And you know, this is this is where it's at. Um, seeing that it's this Saturday, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a, it's, these games are going to be the, the games to watch because you know they're they're definitely putting everything they 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 have out there in the court and you know trying to see who's going to get to the championship. But seeing all, seeing these these guys, man, they're tough. This is a tough this is a tough matchup for anyone who goes into it. I think um, if you're looking at it um, from Texas Tech. Going against you know Auburn, that that that's definitely going to be a good one. Michigan State against Virginia, you know, vice versa, whatever it may be. Either one, either way, the outcome's going to be a good game. Uh, but I think who might make it? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Flipping the coin there, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for. I'm rooting actually. You know, I'm gonna be a homer and go for Virginia. I hope Virginia make it to the to the finals. Uh, yeah, they're playing a really good team in Auburn. Uh, Texas Tech is mainly the underdog, so I'll, I'll I'll be surprised to see Texas Tech and Virginia in the finals. But you know, maybe Michigan State and Virginia is, is really what's going to how it all is going to play out. So we'll definitely see. Uh, you know, and that's why they play the game, so you can see how it's going to play out for each and every team going into the final four. A lot of pressure is going to be, no doubt, on all four teams. Uh, it's going to come, I'm going to just say the same old cliche, it's going to come down to turnovers and defense. And the team that plays the better defense most likely will end up winning uh, that game. 
their game to advance to the championship on, on Monday night. So it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see it. I know you're excited to see it. Uh, and everyone out there listening as well is going to be excited to see it. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, I ain't going to waste no air you know, time, so let's go ahead and break when we come back. We'll talk a little bit more NCAA, but I also want to try to throw in some NFL because it is April and the NFL draft is kicking off later this month, so I want to kind of chime in on some of the things that's going on from the NFL here as well. Next one outside the huddle with your host, Lee Mont Williams, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're going hog wild this week on The Revolution. Listen as our panel of pork pros talk the best states to hunt, hunting over bait, from helicopters, spot and stalk techniques, and even spotlighting. Joining Jim and Travis Pigman from Pigman the Series on Sportsman Channel, plus president and founder of Horizon Firearms, Derek Ratliff. Jim and Trav's Hog Wild Show is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On the Dark gray Wednesday night, first Wednesday of April, 2019. Uh, again, uh, joining me is my super producer, A-Rod. And A-Rod, we talked a little bit in the first segment about the NCAA tournament, the Final Four, Michigan State, Virginia, Texas Tech, as well as Auburn would kick off the Final Four this weekend. Uh, our projective is going to be Virginia and Michigan State in the finals. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, hopefully, Virginia, my home state, end up winning it all on Monday night. So, uh, kind of diversifying our conversation this Wednesday evening or night, wherever you're listening from. The NFL draft kicks off later this month, April 25th, I say, I want to say. And A-Rod, I know you're based in Phoenix, and just how happened this year, the Arizona Cardinals have the number one draft pick. Uh, was the new coach in Cliff Kingsbury. So with all the hoopla going into all these mock drafts, all these changes, the NFL combine is over. We're in April now. Arizona is now on the clock, uh, um, A-Rod. And with that being said, do, in your opinion, do you know, do you feel like, or do you think Arizona will go with Kyrie Murray or Kyle Murray? Or will they go with a safer pick and Nick Boza at the number one spot? 
based off what I've been hearing and, you know, what's going on, I feel like, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, he's definitely, he's got his mindset for another quarterback. I feel like, you know, he gave uh, Rosen a chance here and there and maybe it just didn't work out for what he wanted for his structure and his, his gameplay moving forward. But I feel more, more than anything, he, they're probably going to go for Kyler Murray. They're, they've been working to get uh, a, fa- a franchise quarterback ever since, you know, since Kurt Warner, you know. It's always been the issue yeah. of having the right qu- a quarterback and, you know, who's going to be there to, like, bring that leadership to the team because, uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald can't do everything, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I, we're, they're set on definitely getting a new quarterback. No doubt, no doubt. And Kyrie Murray uh, has some relationship or history with Cliff Kingsbury, the fact that they both was at Texas A&M. Uh, a long time ago, um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback slash offensive coordinator for Texas A&M, and Kyrie um, Murray was the freshman quarterback. Then he ended up transferring to Oklahoma. Uh, I, I believe so, man. I think you hit it right on the head, a rock. I think uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to make his splash and make his debut with a quarterback, a guy that can probably fit his up-tempo style offense, spread out offense, and Kyrie Murray's that type of guy. Uh, they do have a starting quarterback or second year. Well, he'll be in his second year from a rookie year uh, quarterback, which I've been told that they're looking to trade. Uh, forget the kid's name. That's the actual starting quarterback. If you know his name, remember his name. His name just gets my mind right now. A Rod, starting quarterback for Arizona. That was a rookie. Uh, I want to say Rosen. I think that's his last name. And now they're looking to trade him or see what they can get on the market for him. I know the Redskins and other teams have been throwing out their, you know, you know, there's a lot of posturing right now with teams trying to uh, pick up a quarterback or at least look for a quarterback. And Rosen seems like he's the guy that has some potential <clears throat> in the future. But Kyrie Murray, I think, is, will go to number one. Nick Boza. Uh, he's definitely going number two, the defensive end slash tackle that set out pretty much all last year for Ohio State. Uh, he's going to go number two, which is the number two pick goes to Atlanta. Um, so I think, I'll be I thought surprised. it went to San Francisco. No, that's right. They did go to San Francisco. Yeah. You're right. That's why I got you on the. That's why I got you on the team, super producer A Rod. So San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, San Francisco will get that. We'll get uh, Nick Boza. Now, here's the tricky part, uh, A Rod. Who do you think will go number three from all the available talent and what you've been hearing? If you know of any player, what guy do you think will go number three? Well, let me, better yet, let me set it up for you. Um, do you think it'll be a quarterback, offensive player, or will be a defensive player? You have Josh Allen, the linebacker from Kentucky. Quentin Williams, the defensive tackle for uh, Alabama. Uh, Devin White, inside linebacker for LSU. Or do you think it'll be um, a quarterback? Or you think it'll be somebody offensively? You have uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback from Oklahoma, Ohio State. He's out there. Then you will have, stating that Kyrie Murray goes number one. Then the other quarterback, what a lot of people is overlooking is Drew Locke, Drew Locke from uh, Missouri. So what do you think for the number three pick? Um, you know, it's a tough one. I I think it's the New York Jets pick, and I think I think that they were definitely looking at improving their 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 line, and I think uh, they might go with Josh Allen. I don't know. A lot of these teams are making a lot of big changes and a lot of differences to their strategies of how they're going to go into this next year. But you know, I feel like uh, it'll probably be a defense player for sure that's going to be picked in the, yeah. in the number three. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. With the Jets getting uh, Le'Veon Bell in the free agent market or picking him up, they drafted the quarterback last year, and like you said, their offensive line is bleeding right now. Uh, I think they will go more of a safety pick. Not safety position, but a safe pick. Uh, I can see them going with either a defensive player or either offensive tackle uh, to help that out. You know, you got uh, Jawan Taylor from Florida, the offensive tackle. He's projected to go in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Uh, uh, Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Alabama, he's projected to go in the top 15. Uh, So you never know. You never know how it's going to play out. And 
it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Let's see here. Hey, Ra, who's number four? We'll go back to the rounds. Number four would be Oakland. Uh, you know, they end up getting A.B., Antonio Brown, in the free agent market. Uh, they're a, a decent quarterback in Derek Carr. Uh, might pick up a uh, – if they go offensive player, let's see what offensive player is available. Uh, offensive-wise, as far as receiver, Marquise Brown, uh, wide receiver from Oklahoma, he could be available for the Raiders. If they go defense or tight end, you got T.J. Uh, Hos- uh, Hoskinson, he can go. Uh, let's see here. Defensively, they go. The Raiders go defensively. They got. They got to find a guy that's going to replace. Um, you know, uh, Cleo Matt. Josh Allen has that potential at an outside linebacker. Um, Devin White can be an inside linebacker. Let's see here. Defensive end, you got Rashad Gray from Michigan. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're the Raiders, you can go either or with that pick. Uh, you know, this will be the first time John Gruden will make a real his first true mark on a draft pick last year, but this year he can really make a splash as a head coach. I know it'll be the first time for um, what's their general manager? Um, they used to be with the NFL Network. Um, God, my, what's his name? Um, drawing a blank. Man, I can't think of it. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, he used to be the NFL Network, their top guru guy. He used to be the male hyper. Now he's the. I can pull it up and I'll find out. But um, so you know, the NFL draft has generates a lot of buzz. Rightfully so, it's the NFL, right? So then you have a lot of these young players coming out, want to see where they're going, their future is going to. Going to take them, or their skills going to take them to what team, what city? And uh, I definitely believe uh, that Kyrie Murray is going to be the number one pick to Arizona, rightfully so. Cliff Kingsbury used to coach him back in Texas, and I definitely see that happen. What I'm really surprised I want to see a rod is where Ed Oliver goes. He's a D tackle out of Houston, uh, 6'2, 287 pound. Um, Defensive tackle. They got him graded at 98 uh, position rank. He's third in position, eight overall rank. Oh, this kid's phenomenal, man. He's a man child. I want to see where he goes. Uh, I'll be surprised if he falls outside of the top 15. Ran a 4 7 in a 40 yard dash. That's crazy. Uh, Man, this kid is unbelievable. Um, Local product out of Houston. stayed, Stayed here. Go to school in Houston, turn around that program within the last three years of being there, or two years, play as a true freshman, you know, is going into the NFL draft. So I want to see how that plays out for that young man. I know he's going to get drafted in the top 15. Um, let me go back and see what else. What else we're missing here from the NFL draft? Draft this year is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Starts on April the 25th. Wraps up. First round is April 25th. Wraps up on April 27th. I remember when draft, man, when I started covering the NFL, especially in uh, the Houston, Texas, drafts to be on a Saturday and a Sunday, bro. I used to be down there all day. Now they, they made it to the point where they can make money off of it, and it's the NFL, you know. They broke it down where Thursday night, their prime time night. Then it's Friday, rounds two to three. Then Saturday, four to seven. But man, it used to be a grind, bro. A Rod used to be a grind, man. It used to be down there for seven rounds. You left that place at the time it was at uh, Reliance Stadium, not NRG. You'd be wore out, man. They go NFL drive, but you gotta love it. That's where you cut your teeth and you you understand the business covering teams at the NFL draft. All right, let's go ahead and break. Give me a chance to clear my head and get some thoughts. And come back. Let's jump. We might jump in the NBA. Let's talk about a little some Houston Rockets. See what's going on over there at the Rockets with the playoffs around the corner. 
Somebody jump into the NBA. So uh, let's do that. And when we come back, you know, we just chop it up about a little bit of everything. Next one outside the huddle, Joe Slemont Williams on the Voice American Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas into the third segment uh, the third segment of the show. Uh, bouncing around here this week, uh, a lot of different things to talk about. NCAA tournament. Uh, talked about the Final Four in the first segment. Second segment talked about previewing the NFL draft. Kicking off later this month. Now, I'm going to dip my hand in the NBA pool and talk about the NBA as they're winding down their season and getting ready for the playoffs. So, I'm in Houston, so I represent the Houston Rockets. So the Rockets are right now currently number three in the Western Conference behind Denver. That's right. The Denver Nuggets is ranked number two. Both teams are clinched spots in the playoffs. Um, I want to say, let's see here, uh, Denver has clinched playoff spot. But the Rockets has clinched their division uh, at 50 and 28. Nuggets are 51 and 26. But at the top of the hill of the mountain is still the Golden State Warriors. They're 53 and 24. So they clinched their division as well. Then right after the Rockets, you have the Blazers, Utah Jazz. Then you have the Clippers at number six. Hmm. Surprisingly or not, the Clippers are number six. They're going to the playoffs, as well as San Antonio Spurs. And the Oklahoma City Thunder wrapping it off. We're rounding it off at number eight. Well, by now, you know the L.A. Lakers are not going to the playoffs. You might say, wow, the L.A. Lakers are not going? That is correct. The Lakers is not going to the playoffs with LeBron James. Uh, so it'll be the first time in a long time that you will not see LeBron James in the NBA playoffs. LeBron uh, made that move to L.A. this past offseason as a free agent. Uh, things didn't go as planned or as planned for him and for Magic Johnson, L.A. Lakers. Lakers are currently at 35-43 and 43 as a record. So, uh, the Houston Rockets are very strong. They re- well, they, they pretty much just reloaded. They 
without Camelo Anthony. Uh, there was a guy that they brought in and realized right away it wasn't going to work for them. And Camelo, so they released him of his duties early in the season and regrouped with Chris Paul and the reigning MVP, James Harden. Just a step back, and I can cross you up and do whatever I want to do to you. James Harden is one of the top-tier scorers in the NBA this season. Denver surprised me, uh, believe it or not, A-Rod, to be a team to be in the thick of things this year. Uh, top of their division over – so their division, the Northwest standings, they're over Denver. There's Denver number one, Portland, Utah, Oklahoma City, and you have Minnesota. So uh, Denver is a team that's in the top two, um, and they're doing their thing. Trying to see who's their top score for Denver right now. Let me see here. Go to the stats. <clears throat> All right, Denver. Uh, let's see here. Nikolai, Joe. Uh, is their top scorer. i probably butcher his last name, so people probably call in, send in emails in right now as we speak. Trying to see how many He averaged 20 points a game. Uh, Murray averaged 18. Do you have Gary Harris, the shooting guard? He's right behind that. Paul Millsap is another contributor on their team as well. But Isaiah Thomas, the former court guard from the Boston Celtics. Nick Young, he's on their team. He's not really doing a lot of uh, scoring, uh, um, Swaggy P, that's what he called himself when he was with the Lakers. I don't know if he still calls himself that now. But uh, Denver seems like they just have a solid team. You know, guys, is all players of one unit, one team uh, right now for them. Let's go back to the standings. Let's see here. So I really believe the strength is in the West uh, this year. It's going back, starting with the top-tier team and Golden State Warriors. Well, at this point, you know, the Warriors and their and their, their team and their stats. Uh, Stephen Curry is their top scorer. You have uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Draymond Green. You have Stephen Curry's averaging 27 points a game. Kevin Durant is shortly. He's not that far behind him with 26.5. Uh, Clay Thompson, who's going to be a free agent this offseason, He's at 22 points a game. DeMarcus Cousins, man, they're just loaded, bro. DeMarcus Cousins, uh, they have him listed as center. He's averaging 16 after coming in from playing, not playing the whole season. He was injured. Draymond is at seven points. So Draymond is more their vocal, emotional leader, rebounder. Uh, he leads the team in rebounding and six assists, steals. That's crazy. So he leads the team in three categories in Draymond Green. Man, I mean, you pick your poison with this team. This team can beat you all kinds of ways. Oh, Andre Iguodala, yeah, they rock. If Golden State don't 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 take the championship this year, I I don't know what's going on because all these players are just these are phenomenal players right here. You know, they get the job done. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. It's like an all star team. It's loaded. You know, I'm looking at their reserve players: Damon Jones, uh, Damon Lewis. Uh, they got Sean Livingston coming off the bench. Quinn Cook. They got a lot of good young players, man, that can contribute. Uh, what, what do you think about Stephen Curry in, in his game, A-Rod? Stephen Curry Stephen Curry. Yeah, you, <laughs> you see it. You, yeah. he, he's a man of action, you know. You see it. You see how he, he, he plays. You see how he does, you know. You already know that, that Stephen Curry, you know, he get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Going to me, the I, top I'm, tier teams – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying, uh, no, I want to hear your thoughts. What were you about to say? Yeah, with Seven Curry, you know, uh, with him being an amazing three-pointer he is, you know, <laughs> you still got to look at these other teammates, you know, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, you know, all of them. Mm -hmm. I feel like with Steph Curry, you know, he brings that, 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 that team effort of, you know, like bring your best and, you know, keep playing well. And, you know, he, he brings that great leadership that with him just being even around, you know, they, they, play, they play good. Yeah. And, and, you know, Clayton Thompson contract, well, he's going to be a free agent this year. And uh, I want to say Kevin Durant might be a free agent as well. Do you think this might be the last time we see this team assemble like this? 
going into this, uh, going to next year. Uh, to me, it's going to have to come to an end soon. I don't know rather this soon or or next year soon, but we'll we'll we'll, so we'll find out as you know the season plays out and everyone gets through the rest of it. And you know they're on their break and they can finally get uh, think about things straight. But I mean, I think this might be the last time we do see them as 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 who they are. You know, they've they've done great. They got a lot of championships, but you know. The Golden State—they were already having a little bit of a controversy at the beginning of the season, you know, with uh, a few of the players getting getting along. And you know, I, I feel like you know, watching this, watching them as they are, and if this is their last, you know, it, take it as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I don't see them staying together long enough because everyone seems like they, outside of uh, uh, Demarcus Cousins, everyone had a chance to win a ring together, and I don't see them coming. Uh, Staying together for long, so we'll see how this whole thing plays out. And I'm excited to see how the playoffs are going to be. Going from the top tier teams in the in the West, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns real quick. <laughs> and A Rod, I know you probably don't even want to talk about the Phoenix Suns because they're at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the NBA. They're on what uh, one, two, three, four, five, six seven-game losing streak. They got a really good player in Devian Booker. Um, Phoenix Suns, do you think that team, what's going to take to get that, that, that organization, that team turn around? I know that's a local team for you uh, in, in the Phoenix area, but what do you think needs to happen? Do you think the Phoenix have an opportunity with this NBA lottery to win a chance to get uh, uh, Zion Williamson? No, if, if that comes reality and that happens, you know, that'd be great. But I feel like for the Suns, it's, it's mostly coming down to coaching and, you know, they're they're above people. I mean, they got the talent. They they just need to find the people that are, you know, that can get the players to play in, in, in the way that they want them to play, you know. Like, I feel like they have the talent. They can get it done. They've been a top team before, but, you know, these last few years they've just been below. It, just, it feels like a whole other college team basically is playing, trying to earn a spot yeah. in, the, in the NBA. But, you know, I feel – I feel mostly it's just our coaching. I think if they got the coaching down a little bit better and they, they critique little things here and there, I feel like, you know, they can make Devin Booker uh, a lot better. I mean, he, he, it seems more like he's just the star player and everyone's just relying on him too much. But, you know, he, he's got to bring that leadership, you know, to the other players and, you know, let them know that, hey, look, you know, we're, we're in it as a team and we got to get good for good for each other or we, we end up, you know, staying where they're at. And, you know, being, them being at the bottom of the barrel of the conference, you know, it just – Goes to show that you they they need leadership and they need coaching bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need some coaching, some leadership. Need to get a sense of direction because they're uh, uh, like you said, they got a good nucleus of players, good nucleus of young player, uh, young guys. But it just feels like uh, they need to get things turned around ASAP. They have a chance to win the lottery to get. Uh, Zion Williamson, but I really believe New York Giants, New York Giants, New York Knicks is going to get that that lottery pick. It makes sense for the NBA to put the best college player in the top tier media market, and that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks doesn't get the overall number one draft pick going into into the NBA lottery in June uh, June draft. So, uh, real quick, we're going to continue to talk West. Then next segment, I'm going to talk East. But the Western uh, Conference, Houston Rockets, right now they're sitting at number three in the Southwest standings. They're top of their division over San Antonio, New Orleans, Memphis, and Dallas. James Harden, do you think he's going to win back-to-back MVP awards for the NBA? I don't know if you watched him a lot this season, but I'm pretty sure you've seen some of his highlights. Averaging 36 points a game. Uh, talk about James Harden as well as the Rockets. Uh, J- James Harden, man, <laughs> talk about a player. He he's held the Rockets for for quite these few years, and you know he's he's de- you definitely can't underrate him. He, he's definitely one of the top uh, scorers in the NBA. You know, since Michael Jordan, I mean, he's been putting up 36 points per game, and that, that's like wow, that's crazy. You know, you you can't that that doesn't go unnoticed. And I mean, the way that he's playing, I mean, if he keeps it up as is, he's definitely going to go down. You know, as maybe getting that getting that next MVP again. Um, I I feel like yeah I, I think it, it's not a bad choice. I mean there there are other choices you could give better chances to, but I feel like you know he's definitely been making making a you know a name for himself and he's always has and always will and he's definitely helping out the Rockets and I feel like they they definitely don't owe him a lot. Oh yeah, he's they're definitely their MVP for the Rockets, no doubt about that. 
and James Harden ever since they picked him up from Oklahoma uh, a long time ago. Seems like a long time ago. He's been paying, he's been earning every penny uh, with the Houston Rockets. Uh, you know, James Harden has been Mr. Consistent, averaging 36 points a game. Uh, he's played in all 74 games, man. Just think about that. All 74 games he's played in uh, this year. Um, he's consistent. They have really good nucleus of players. Eric Gordon, Chris Brown, I mean Chris Brown, Chris Parker, uh, Capella, Clint Capella. He's a really good big as well. All right, we hear the music playing, so that means it's time to take a break. When we come back, still talk to the NBA, go to the East Eastern Conference and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, other teams next on that show, Outside the Huddle. Your host, Lee Mont Williams, on the Force America Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Uh, as we approach the last segment of the show, we talked to some NBA basketball and uh, talked about the West Western Conference top tier teams in Golden State at number one. Do you have the Denver Nuggets at number two? And you have the hometown team for me is the Houston Rockets. They're sitting at number three. Now let's bounce over to the East Coast and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right, the Milwaukee Bucks is the top tier team in the Eastern Conference. So, A-Rod, we talked about this off-air during the commercial break. A lot of – we didn't expect Milwaukee Bucks to be the top-tier teams. I mean, we understood the Cleveland Cavaliers would take a hit or a fall off since LeBron went to the West Coast. But the Milwaukee Bucks have stepped their game up, man. The, the, the Greek, the freak, he's doing his thing for the team. His Milwaukee Bucks right now, they're 58-20. and 20. Uh, you have the Milwaukee Bucks at number one. They close their division. Toronto Raptors at number two. And you have the Philadelphia 76ers at number three. So uh, are you surprised, A-Rod, that the Milwaukee Bucks are doing so good this year in the NBA? 
I, I'm very, very surprised compared to last year what they were doing. With just one simple change and, you know, a, a simple uh, critique there. And now look, they're, they're at the top, clinched the division. And, you know, they're, they're definitely going to looking pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I heard about this guy they called the Greek Freak <laughs> for Milwaukee, and he's 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 the real deal, man. Uh, what you think about their big their their number one player and Shaq giving him the, uh, the Superman uh, title for the Milwaukee Bucks? You know, it goes to show that you know if you put in that effort, you can definitely earn some some type of title <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, he's definitely given his all. He definitely wants to show the NBA and and you know the Bucks that you know he's he's a top tier player. And you know he's he's definitely been working himself for it. And you know, with all with all due respect, you know he's he's earned it. <laughs> and I feel you know what he's done going into next year, he's going to be in good standings. You know, maybe even a contract upgrade. Oh yeah, yeah. He's definitely gonna get a uh, contract upgrade or some kind of form of uh, incentives. All the hard work and effort he's done thus far here and in the NBA on the East Coast. Uh, you got Toronto at number two. Let's go back here. Computer move a little slow, so bear with me. Once he had Toronto at number two. And you have Philly. So Philly made some changes. They brought in some players on the trade. Uh, they have they're sitting at number two behind Toronto. And uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are a very strong team. What do you think their chances of winning the East overall and maybe making it to the NBA Finals? I, I think they're playing right now, too. I think it's in halftime. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, how they're doing right now with game, they're, they're sitting at six. They're sitting at sixty-eight points with the Hawks, you know, at, at, at seventy-two. And it, it already being halftime, you know, it's just if they're gonna play like how they're playing this game right now, I think they w- they won't have a chance of getting into the into the, the finals. But I think if they turn it around and you know get their stuff together and and they do win this game, you know, I feel like they they would have a, a, a slighter chance of you know just judging how this is going and, <laughs> and where they're sitting at, you know, it's kind of a, a, a fifty-fifty here. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's like. When you play teams like Atlanta, and they're and they, you know they have a really young team, you think the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers would dominate, but it is the NBA, and they're like you said, they only have sixty eight points at halftime, losing to Atlanta. You know they're a really strong team offensively. I think Seventy Sixers will find a way to improve defensively to be able to compete against the Milwaukee Bucks of the world and Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know it's a wild, it's it's a shootout the East Coast, man. Nobody really knows how it's going to play out. Uh, get the Miami Heat. They're, they're, they're looking to get into the playoffs at number eight. Uh, you know, they're in a, a real tight battle with Orlando. And Charlotte is not that far behind them. Um, the New York Knicks. Yeah, the Eastern Again, Conference the is just an open game here, you know. <laughs> Whoever wants the yeah. title is definitely working for it, but, you know, the Bucks definitely earned it. <laughs> I feel like they just need to defend their – stay the number one uh, in in their division, and they'll be the best in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll be the best <clears throat> in the Eastern Conference. Let me jump down here. The Bulls. I mean, it's a, crazy, so, it's a crazy shock, though, because, I mean, you look at where the Cavaliers are sitting at. You, they used to be up there, and now they're just – down at the bottom, <laughs> it goes to show. Yeah, it's like, goes to show what the Eastern Conference. You know, anyone can. They could definitely turn something around, and someone can go for that title. And also shows you what one man can do too. <laughs> goes from LeBron dominating the East Coast for so many years. Now he's in the West Side. He's in the Western Conference. And you just might just flip that thing around. Cleveland's at the bottom tier of, of the East Coast uh, of the Eastern Conference. So that's why I really believe. That I'm not a conspiracy theory, but I'm just—I really believe that um, Zion Williamson is going to be in the East, but LeBron still having some more years of play in his career, about another three to four years in his career. Hell, he could probably play another six or seven. Uh, the East Coast, Eastern Conference will need somebody—a star-driven guy—that come in and, and revamp that whole conference. And if the Knicks. That's currently sitting at fifteen and sixty-two. 
get somehow get that lottery pick like they did back in the eighties when they didn't have the lottery. They got the lottery pick and was able to pick up uh Patrick Ewan from Georgetown. Man, I tell you, you talking about a city that needs that's dying for a fresh face, uh, a franchise type of player. They get a Zion Williamson in New York, man. You think he got a lot of media hype and coverage this year going to Raleigh, North Carolina, I mean, Durham, North Carolina, and playing for Duke. It's going to be bananas in New York City. That media outlet, those, all those media, look what the media did for uh, Odell Beckham. And, and, and we talked about this in the football season. Odell's a pretty good player, but he's not a great player. I mean, he's, the media is just, you know, that one catch that he made that I always go back to was really that really put him over the top, and his antics is really what kept him relevant in the NFL. I mean, he's been injured. Was last year he injured himself and year before last one. I'm, I'm talking about just the Knicks in the New York market and how a player can go there and catapult his career to be a superstar if he has an ounce of talent. So just imagine if you pour the potential and the skill set of Zion Williamson in New York in that media market with the Knicks, and they're bleeding right now. They need some some kind of hope. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be, gonna be it's going to be big, and you're going to be hearing uh, seeing about it, you know, everywhere on ESPN, Google, all that, whatever you use for your news outlet. But you know, it, it'll definitely be a game changer. But you know, for for Zion and the the organization. But you know, with all things, you know, as a newbie coming into the league, you still got to get you know adequate with how the players play and you know how the systems ran versus like how it was in college you know sometimes it could be a bust where he, he could come out you know not playing as well as he did in college you know due to like getting used to like getting the respect for his players and all that stuff yeah speaking of bust he might bust through like he did his shoes i know that's a, a sorry joke to use but um <laughs> yeah but i mean if, if but, but yeah with the right mentorship i think zion would definitely turn that whole organization around you know and and be the franchise name that they, they need. Yeah, he's definitely a man-child, so I don't really think the learning curve would be too much for him making that transition to the NBA. Uh, man, it would be exciting to see. I'll just be, I ain't going to lie, I'll be, I'll be a Knicks fan internally just to see how it plays out. But I can tell you how this is going to play out. I hear the music, so that means time for us to wrap up the show. All right, A-Rod, I appreciate your feedback, and I appreciate your opinions and thoughts and everything. And also, I appreciate the listeners out there for checking in and listening to Outside the Huddle. Until we meet again next Wednesday, I want to tell everyone have a safe week and a blessed weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.